is war in the spirit. Your God-given, God-guided resource for all things truth and all things kingdom based on the word of God and the influence of the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned for this week's spiritual truth. Worship is a lifestyle. You were originally designed to be a spirit, a son, a daughter of God. Hey, spiritual warriors. Welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cawthon Green back for a brand new season and a brand new episode of War in the Spirit. It's been a while since I recorded a new episode. The last episode was in June. So we're back for a brand new fresh word from God. You are tuned in for season number nine, episode number one, entitled Uncancel Culture. So you guys, I know you hear a little bit of the background noise. The kids are in the background. So just, you know, <laughs> disregard the the oohs and ahs in the background but today we're gonna do something a little bit different i actually got a guest on the show today in addition to my daughter okay you guys so let's jump into this new episode i want to first talk about um the season it's a new season it's season number nine nine which indicates the divine will of god and it's the first episode episode uh one when it when i think about one it makes me think about alpha and omega the beginning and the end so one is a new beginning and alpha god is doing something new and it makes me think about um isaiah 43 where he says see i'm doing a new thing now it springs forth so we're about to see god's divine will manifest in the earth in a new way as we come into this new season and it also makes me think about um the lord's prayer thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so god is about to do a new thing and as god is doing a new thing we're also doing a new thing on war in the spirit so today i've got a guest on for the podcast and we're gonna kind of talk about um cancel culture not just as the way the world sees cancel culture but as the kingdom sees cancel culture so i've got my brother marcus coleman on with me today and we're gonna talk about uncanceling the cancel culture yeah uh, just a little bit about myself uh my name is marcus coleman i'm a producer uh mainly a worshiper of god uh have known uh faith for quite some time, has had the pleasure to be a credible witness in her situation. Um, and it's just an honor to be on a part of the show today, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the Holy Spirit wants to do today. So, welcome, Marcus. It's so great to have you on thank for you, the podcast. You. you guys, um, you know, cancel culture is a huge topic in right now especially in the wake of the whole Kanye debacle we know that Kanye gives us a whole lot to talk about all the time okay so but I want to talk about cancel culture not just in the case of the world but also in the church because we see it in both realms and I, I actually talked about this on um 
one or two of my episodes, I think you go back and you listen to Secrets in the Kingdom or Division in the House. I think I talk about it a little bit in both of those areas. And when I think about cancel culture, you know, I think about when people make mistakes or they do things that we don't agree with or we they do things that um, don't go along with the status quo, then we decide we don't want to touch those people, right? It's like we don't want to get our hands dirty because if we associate ourselves with those people, we get dirty too, right? And I feel like that's one of the issues specifically in the church. You know, every time there's a scandal, a pastor does something wrong, somebody in leadership or even a parishioner in the church, something happens where they do something that doesn't align with how with our expectations of who they're supposed to be in the church we straight cancel them we're like oh you know what you can't be here anymore or you need to leave the church or you're fired from this position which okay i i agree with the fact that leaders should be held to a level of accountability and maybe you should be removed from that position for a period of time whether it's a season or whether it's permanently but this is the problem we don't help them clean up the mess this is where the cancel culture comes in and the people of god are not supposed to cancel people god don't cancel us when we mess up so why do we cancel other people and this is why the world operates in such a cancel culture because we're supposed to be the example of how to handle these things but we too busy trying not to get our hands dirty that we are the pinnacle of cancel culture and so the world is following suit with what the church is doing when the church is supposed to be influencing the world the world is really influencing the church and we are all out of position yeah i think also um i think the roots to cancer culture is due to a lack of identity. For example, if you're a fireman, what do firemen do? When they, I, when you, if I was identifying myself as a fireman, what do I do? I put out fires. So if there's a canceling of something or something's put, or something set on fire, it is my civil duty to step in and do something about it. Is that okay? So let's root that into the identity of Christ, and we're rooted in the identity of Christ, right? So if Christ is the Savior right and we come from him right do we not also have to be moving in the sense of identity the lack of identity puts like a lack of uh accountability on our end what to the content we receive too you see what i'm saying so that's pretty much what i see as far as cancer culture with the with the world standards so even just to extend what he said, so just like he said, we're supposed to be created in the image of Christ, right? We're supposed to find our identity in him. However, because many of us are not operating like Christ, we have lost our identity in Christ Thus, we don't understand what to do when somebody does something that does not align with the word of God or his righteousness. But Christ did not cancel people and we cannot cancel people. It's our job to get our hands dirty. First, hold on. Let's just backtrack for a second. First, 
in order to get our hands dirty in the Christ-like way, we got to first get our hands clean from the world's way. So the problem is we got dirty hands because we got our hands in the world's pot. So we got to first get clean ourselves before we can help anybody else get clean. You see, it's just like the difference between um, God wants us to get our hands dirty in the washing of feet kind of dirty way. But we getting our hands dirty in the temple table turning kind of den of thieves way we got it all twisted we getting dirty in the wrong way god is trying to get us to get our hands dirty to help the people get clean but because our hands are still sullied in the world we can't help the people get clean because we've lost our identity in christ we're not operating christ like we're not walking in his image we're not carrying his word in our hearts we're not allowing it to govern ourselves and thus we're canceling people and i hate to break it to y'all if y'all don't get your hands clean he gonna cancel you mm. and everything that you've been putting your hands in that is not clean you know what's profound about cancel culture is there's judgment or a sense of uh, uh, uh like a entitled sense of authority to the world. The world thinks that they actually have authority to say something and it would change the concept of that person's lives. But if we go back to the Bible, right, and we take the speck of out of our own eyes and self-reflect and look in our own places, for example, when when God could beat death because of his experience, he died and he rose again. So that means he had authority over death. My point is saying that when we're, we want to look at other people's situations. We first must be a master and uh, 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 an authoritarian over our own lives before we can place judgment or cancel the next person. You see what I'm and so that's that's kind of where my mindset is. And I think that's where I'm challenging the, 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 the believer right now is that they don't. We got to get our own house in order. We can look at, for example, Kanye's situation, but... Kanye's moving in have moved in many directions and not to take his side, but the man moving in his purpose, he just got a little mouth on him. Let's be clear. He's moving in his purpose. He's a creator. He's done music. He's doing all these different things. Clearly, art is his call, right? He's in his call. But he his lack of identity and self while doing those things that he's called to. It's the cause, I feel like it's the cause of why there's so much attention on him and how he's moving. But if we took care of ourselves and looked at all the things that we have, the issues we have taking care of home, then we can actually have the authority to speak on certain somebody's situation because we can actually identify. So my challenge to a lot of the believers is in what ways can you identify with somebody's shortcomings? Because then you would have the emotional crisis, which is compassion, to be able to have a heart to be able to step in and put out that fire or put, you know what I'm saying? Or to give somebody a perspective to kind of, hey, you know, Christ wouldn't have did it that way. You see what I'm saying? You would be able to identify God's nature when you self-reflect. That's it. So I, I want to even go a step further in regard to identity as far as what he was saying and why we 
people become slaves to the opinions of other people. Um, that's really what happens in cancel culture. Like, let's just be real. Like, uh, because we're not attached to our kingdom identity. And, you know, God had to chastise me on this one time. He was telling me um, to go somewhere or do something. And I was like, God, well, people going to have something to say about that. And he was like, no, no, no. My word says I place before you an open door that no man can shut. Who are you to yield to the opinion, the thoughts, the, the mindsets or whatever man has to say or do against you? I have control. I am in control. And I say this about people, celebrities and famous people all the time that they allow themselves to be enslaved in cage. It's like they're like they're animals in a zoo because every time that they do something, there's a magnifying glass on them like a spotlight shined on them and every time that it doesn't agree with the status quo or what society says they should be doing or shouldn't be doing then people start to cancel them but here's the thing don't nobody have the power to cancel you but god himself so people don't have the power to cancel anyone the reason that people get canceled is because we care too much about the validation of others and their opinions we allow them to enslave us but the last time i checked my bible said that god places a door in front of me that no man can shut my bible said that he placed me here on the earth to subdue it last time i checked people didn't have no power over what God wants to do in my life. And that goes back to identity. We don't understand our identity. We don't uh, We don't associate with our identity in Christ. And because of that, we allow ourselves to be canceled. Now, let me go in a different direction. Okay? So, here it is. The church. The church was cool. We're having Kanye, having Sunday service, coming up on their platforms. Come on, Kanye, come on up in here. Uh, 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 marketing it, Kanye is going to be over here at my church with his Sunday service. And we were cool with letting him be on our platforms and, and be in our churches until he wasn't aligning until the people had something to say until the people started to come against him but wait you was cool with him as long as you were benefiting from that grace on his life then as soon as it no longer aligned with your agenda everybody's canceling Kanye but here's my problem you don't have to agree with what Kanye is saying and doing. And I do not agree with what Kanye is saying and doing. But here, all of our church leaders were okay with bringing him into the fold when it was beneficial to them. Where are you now that he needs a voice? Now that he needs some direction? Now that he needs to be redirected? Now that he needs to be taught? Now that he needs spiritual mentorship? Where are you now? Now everybody quiet. Ain't nobody got nothing to say now. But you were cool when you could use him to benefit. Where are our spiritual leaders? Nobody wants to get their hands dirty. Nobody wants to get their hands dirty to help that man clean up his life. 
And then we go into the concepts, right? Think about it this way. So nobody wanted to get their hand get their hands dirty because they, they they're concerned about the, the the skeletons in their own calculators that will be revealed unto the people. But going back to what I'm saying originally, if you self-examine self and master it, no man can say anything about your laundry that, that, that would put any means of lack of authority in your situation. If that ain't an identifier of what's going on in the church, I don't know what is. That where a leader can't speak up with concerns that their stuff will be put on the spotlight when in essence you should be without blemish or close to it or moving in the directions that God intended we wouldn't have these issues if we could just focus on home the house of God we would understand and this is what I want to talk about to, to the believers and leadership is hey let's, this should even entice us to get us together now so that we can speak up for situations like this where we can we can we can line him line a guy like Kanye back up and then you know I think about the prophets of old right when they were around uh, strong leaders uh, I believe it was Daniel he he survived three kingships he went from age 20 all the way to he was 80. He watched three kings live and die that weren't in leadership to God, but he followed God to do what he was supposed to do in them in those three kingdoms. And now he had a he had a sense of authority in those kingdoms. Now, if we was all lined up like that, it would be a prophet next to a Kanye. It would be a prophet next to the president. It would be a pro see, you see what I'm saying? Like we that the we God showed us in the scriptures of the heights of how God puts a gift in us, and no matter where we are, Daniel was in Babylon. Nothing lined up with the will of the Father at that time. But this king reigned and ran his own organizations, but yet the prophet of God was still lining up with the will of God and still being able to have a voice to the king. That's the place we want to be at, church. That's the place. But it starts with self-examination. Okay, all right, you got something to add, girl. Okay, it's the amen corner over here. But I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, we we as a church, we want to, you know, the Bible says come out from among them, right? Okay, but I think we've come a little bit too far out from among them because come out from among them means to separate yourself and allow yourself to be set apart in heart, mind, and spirit spirit not physically jesus came out from among them but he still physically dwelled among them because how in the world can you be an example to them if you don't dwell in the midst jesus dined with tax collectors and prostitutes and they thought oh how dare he be sitting with those people but how in the world can you save them if you won't sit with them how in the world can you help them get clean if you too scared to get your hands dirty because your den is dirty because your closet is full of skeletons. So it's time for us to clean out the closet. Like Eminem said, I'm cleaning out my closet. It's time for us to clean out the closet. It's time for us to come out of hiding. It's time for us to allow what's been in hiding to be exposed. And I hate to break it to y'all. <laughs> 
God is about to expose it. Mm -hmm. And he's about to expose it in a way that will be completely undeniable because he's been waiting for us to bring our issues to him in the quiet place, in the secret place. But we haven't. And so now he's about to do it out in the open. We were talking about this this morning and how, um, you know, when we talk about the shadow of God and being covered in his shadow, it it that covering keeps you from being exposed, keeps your mistakes from being exposed. But in order to have it's like insurance in order to have full coverage, you have to be fully connected to the father you have to be obedient to the father you have to be yielding to the father otherwise you ain't got nothing but liability coverage and you're not covered by the shadow let's look at david david didn't get canceled david was an adulterer david was a murderer but he was also a man after god's own heart and because he continued to pursue god he continued to remain in the shadow in the covering even in the midst of his mistakes. So all of you who are afraid that your stuff is going to be uncovered, it's because you know you don't have full insurance coverage because you ain't been fully submitted, because you ain't been fully connected. You just got liability coverage because let me help you. When God calls you to something, he also covers you for it. He, he gives you the level of coverage that you need in order to execute the thing that he's called you to. So what you got your hands in? Why, why are you afraid to be in the spotlight? Because here's the thing. A shadow can only dwell in the midst of light, right? So what kind of darkness are you in? Are you in the shadow as in the covering of God and the covering of God also means that there's light in the mist or are you in complete darkness as in the darkness of the kingdom as in operating and walking with the enemy under the influence of the enemy under the influence of the world what kind of coverage do you have because there's only one coverage that's going to hide you when the light gets shined on your mist. And that's the shadow. See, the enemy ain't going to cover you. He ain't going to protect you when it's exposure season. It's time to get back to God. And it's not about being perfect. You don't have to be perfect. Obviously, David was one of the most imperfect people in the Bible, but he was still covered. God had him fully covered. He did not perish as a result of his mistakes because every time he made a mistake he fell on his face he got in front of God and he said God you know what forgive me please it's not about being perfect Go ahead. I think also like shifting the gears right um, you know God doesn't put anything on the earth unless he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. Some of the things that I've been experiencing has been to address my own traumas this, this these past couple of weeks, right? And, you know, you got to ask yourself, how do you identify things that you should cancel? If there's going to be a cancel culture, let's cancel the afflictions we're experiencing. Let's cancel the traumas that we experienced. Let's cancel the mistakes that we made and, and, and guilt. Let's 
cancel all those type of concepts. So here it is. One way to identify things that God may want to address with regards to cleaning your own house is to pay attention to the triggers. Number two, I think it's also important to find people that you can be accountable to. The Bible says to confess your sins to one another. If you can find somebody to speak to and they make you accountable, removing you from the things you originally canceled, then you can continue to be productive and gain mastery, authority that you can speak into other people's lives and help people with their lives. You see what I'm saying? So that's just a few little things that like just we don't want to go to to these situations without uh, producing some solution for you guys. This, this is trigger season. How about that? As a, as a house of God, we're moving in these things. God is poking at all the things he wants to take off those, take off for you so that you can move into promise, move into the, the blessing, move into your purpose. Let's, let's be more focused on that and create a cancel culture in those places to cancel all the things that's hindering us from moving in the directions that we need to go. Because at the end of the day, despite how anybody feels about Kanye, he's moving in a direction. He just needs guidance. That's it. He's moving, though. We sitting. We moving. And I'm telling you, and I hate to use like a, like a, a slang, but it's time to go outside. But let me tell you something about going outside, right? When we was kids, we couldn't go outside until we did what? Clean our room. So it's time to clean our room so we can go outside, believers. And I'm a, I just want to piggyback off of that because, you know, I, I, I tell people this all the time that God doesn't allow me to minister to people on anything that I haven't been through myself. He puts me through the experience. He puts me through the process myself because I need to be able to tell people this is how you come out of it this is how you run this leg of the race this is this is how you need to go forward but the, but the problem is that too many of us are too worried about our platforms we too, too worried about um, how we're perceived by other people let me tell you something this is the thing that God has taught me he's like look I don't care how other people see you and you need to free yourself of that too because they don't have my eyes they don't have they have imperfect sight and why do they have imperfect sight because they got a log in their eye they cannot see clearly offense is a condition of our own hearts we gotta check our own hearts at the door before we can go and and judge or address anything or anybody else the problem is that you can't see other people clearly because you can't be seen clearly because you haven't addressed those issues in your heart and is it a condemnation no but it's surely an accountability it's time for us to start to be more accountable for ourselves and our own actions and to begin to apply God's word not to just tell the people God's word but to live it out your life should be the example i should be able to walk down the street and people should be able to see me and know that god is with me i shouldn't even have to say nothing they should be able to know by my actions that god is with me that's why when people are like oh you know prophet this or minister that i'm like oh just faith is perfectly fine because just faith if you see just faith you should be seeing god you should be see the anointing i don't need to tell you no title or no nothing else the anointing should speak for itself 
yourself. We get so caught up in all these titles and directions and the platforms and the, all these accolades. But what does your life have to show for all that stuff? Can the people see something in you and on you that they can follow as an example of Christ? I don't care what you say out your mouth. Talk is cheap. Walk it like you talk it. It is time to put our feet to the pavement and move. Because there's a reason that the world is still lost. See, if the church was in position, the world would be moving. Think about how when Jesus ascended and he he and the grace of the Holy Spirit fell on the apostles, how impactful they were. There was transformation occurring in the world. There was establishment occurring in the church. People's lives were being transformed and that's not happening here. So we have to begin to take inventory of why not just to blame it on the world and be like well the people just ain't in order or the people just ain't coming to church or the no it's our job as the leadership as the believers as the influencers to say well why don't the people feel like they can follow us you as a leader have to take inventory of yourself and go hmm why ain't the people getting clean? Because it's, it's, it's not because they don't want to get clean. It's, it's not because they're just so anti-God. It's because, because they're seeing a lot of contradiction. Who wants to follow a lie? Who wants to follow a lie? If you say you're of God, right? If I say I'm a believer of God, then I, as as someone who doesn't believe in God, I have an expectation to see you do something different than what someone who doesn't believe would do every day. And if that doesn't happen, then what compels me to follow? Nothing. Nothing. Why am I compelled to follow something that doesn't seemingly align with its own ideals, own self-proclaimed ideals? That's why the people ain't getting transformed. That's why they're not getting saved. That's why the world operates in the way that it does. We all out here like, oh, it's a mess. We all got complaints about people's broken mindsets and the politicians. And we got we got issues with the rappers and we got issues with the streets and the criminals. But but we're supposed to be the example. Are we really setting an example to follow? Or are we just talking about the example that is to be followed? Holy Spirit is leading me to leave a closing remark. And then I'm going to leave you with this. The Word of God says that... Um, in the beginning, there was the Word, and the Word was God, right? Then, then the Word became flesh. Did you know that who you are is the God's Word in the flesh, that you may become an answer to a problem? God didn't speak us into existence to just exist, but to merely become an answer to a problem. So here it is. We're looking at all these problems, and we're looking at these spilt stains on the floor, and we're just like, look at that stain. But... If you were in alignment like you were called, you would be able to discern if you were supposed to pick up that mess. So I just want to admonish everybody to get rooted in purpose. You are the word that God manifested to become an answer to a problem. God bless you. So I, I 
I want to just kind of piggyback on that and and close us out by just reminding you guys that God created every single one of us. Whether you proclaim to be a believer, whether you don't proclaim to be a believer, God created every single one of us. And you know what that means? He gave every single one of us purpose. I don't care what somebody's life looks like, what it doesn't look like, whether it aligns with what you think it should look like. He gave all of us a purpose. And as leadership in the church, it's our job to help the people recognize that purpose and to fuel that purpose. It's not our job to separate ourselves and say, well, you know what? Mm, That's the world. And we the church. So we're going to stay over here and we're going to let them stay over there. No, because you know what? Every single one of them has an anointing, has a has a calling on their lives to do something, to be an answer to a problem in the earth. But the reason that they're over there is because we haven't answered our call to go and grab them up. What did Jesus say when when? When you got 99 and the one is lost, you go after the one. We've gotten so comfortable sitting amongst the 99 that we have decided we got enough sheep. Forget the one that's lost. When are we going to decide to step outside of that 99 that's sitting in our pews every Sunday, the 99 that's sowing into our ministry the 99 that's following us to go for the one that's lost when are we going to accept that charge go ye therefore teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit that is our commission We've gotten too comfortable among the 99 and we've abandoned the lost sheep. It's time for us to get back to being shepherds. It's time for us to stop being afraid of the lions and the tigers and the bears that are after our sheep. It's time for us to become the Davids and to fight the lions and the tigers and the bears because that's what's happening to people like Kanye. The enemy is coming after him like a lion, like a tire, like like a tire, like a tiger, like a bear. But our shepherds are too busy closing up in the barn to go and help protect the sheep the sheep those are the sheep that need the most protecting the sheep that can't identify the wolves the sheep that can't identify the lions the sheep the flock that you're sitting over they're mature enough to be able to identify the lions and the tigers and the bears you need to go out to the sheep that can't identify them that can't see it that that it's time for us to educate the people to war in the spirit because we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against rulers against principalities against spiritual wickedness that's what's attacking the people but we're so busy looking at the people and the sum of their shortcomings themselves that we forget that there's a spirit operating behind it 
And that it's our job to combat that spirit. Where is the army of God? When are we going to rise up to war against those spirits? To take back the territory to rescue the sheep. It's time to uncancel the culture. It's time to uncancel the culture of God. To reawaken what has been asleep for all this time. It's time to uncancel the Jesus culture. We canceled it a long time ago when we forgot our identity, when we forgot our power, when we forgot our authority, when we forgot what God sent us here for, when we got so caught up in our own personal agendas, we allowed Jesus culture to be canceled. Uncancel the culture. It's time for a shift. So that's the word that God charged us to leave on your hearts today. So I pray that there's a heavy conviction that comes to you to move, to shift, to respond to the word of God that was brought forth today to bring about a transformation in the kingdom of God and in the earth because it's our job to be the catalyst to change. We can't just sit aside and wait for change to happen. We have to be the catalyst to change. So I want to thank Marcus Coleman for coming on. Marcus Yay. is a anointed producer. So, um, Marcus, tell them where they can find you on social media. You can find me uh, at on Instagram, Marco Smooth, S M O O V one twelve at at yeah. I'm gonna that's actually my email too. I'm sorry, Marco Smooth one twelve at gmail.com for inquiries for prayer for just anything just reach out um god bless thank you so if you want to reach me right now i'm on a social media hiatus so you can reach me at via email at war in the spirit 12 at gmail.com or you can find me on the wisdom app um at faith cawthon green um and if you want help, if you need prayer, if you need insight, if you need direction, whatever it is, you can reach out to me and I will help you in whatever way God leads me to do so. If you feel led to sow a seed, you may do so at Cash App Dollar Sign War in the Spirit or at Venmo War in the Spirit 12. I pray that you guys have a blessed and wonderful week. I love you and I pray that you will seek God for how you need to move in accordance with this word. I love you guys. Have a blessed week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to War in the Spirit. And remember, you are a spiritual warrior. See you next time.